Big Dom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 142nd episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. I am your host, Jinji. We have quite the jam-packed episode here. As always, we have Mr. Odin. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Odin here, back at it again with another lovely episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. How y'all doing? We are, I, I would hope that we're all doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we're doing good. We also have returning returning host, I guess. Yeah, returning host, Miss Val. How are you? Oh, God, how am I? I don't even fucking know. How long is the last time I was on this? I think the last time I remember I was on, like, episode 128. I don't fucking know. I'm it's back from run. the ashes, people, though. I've I'm been rebirthed from, from the fucking Phoenix. I don't, I, I'm very tired. <laughs> Okay, we also Yeah, yes. Um we also have Riley here, but at the current moment he's having some uh connection issues, so he will be back momentarily. Uh we have wait, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. What's going on, guys? It's me, Riley. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so accurate. <laughs> Hi guys. Terrible. I got oh, He's back. As soon as I started singing Chinchilla, he'd come back. <laughs> we also have Pup with us. Uh, Riley, I thought you... I thought... What? I didn't I know Pup was, was Pup. Riley. Whoa. <laughs> right? Like, Whoa, Riley. You sound a lot more feminine, feminine than you usually do. Feminine? feminine. Oh, thank you. Thank feminine. 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 But, uh, yep, you hear Riley, he's back. We also have Pup. Uh, also, we have a very special guest with us this week. Um, Mr. Odin brought him to my attention, and so I reached out and we pulled them on. Mr. Michael, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Well, thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure, a... it's very exciting. Oh, yeah, the topic, the topic for this episode, you guys, is a treat. Um... If you guys are just first time listening in, and if you I ideally listen to the episode, but I will for for the topic I will have the time the timestamps in the episode description. If you guys just want to jump to that, you're more than welcome to. So I'll make sure to put the topic, which will be an interview with Mr. Michael. I'll let you guys know now. I will put the uh, timestamp in the episode description. So with that being said, you guys. Let's make that lovely phone call. We will be right back. Yes, I see. Good news, everyone. Welcome back to the news. You guys got some stuff to talk about for this week. Pulling from gamesindustry.biz, written by James Bachelor. Google Stadia says it is, quote, alive and well. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Google Stadia has been grabbing headlines in 2021, but perhaps not quite the way that the internet giant would like. First, the company closed its internal development studio, Stadia Games and Entertainment, less than two years after service launched, seemingly putting an end to the hope of ever seeing first-party titles that would truly demonstrate the full power of the cloud gaming service. In doing so, Google lost key Key talent like former EA and Ubisoft producer Jay Raymond, who has since received investment from PlayStation for her new Haven Studios. Excited to see what's coming out of that. Um, all went quiet until earlier this month 
when Stadia's head of product, John Justice, resigned and six members of staff went to join Raymond at Haven. Given the mixed reception at launch, previous complaints around a lack of updates about the service and even the fact that various witnesses in the ongoing Epic versus Apple trial can't seem to figure out whether Stadia is even still operating. It's all too easy to imagine the cloud gaming service day might be numbered. But developing, but developer marketing lead Nate Ahern tells Game to Industry that the platform is, quote, alive and well. Uh, quote, we are well on our way to over 100 new games launching on Stadia in 2021. We are continuing to make Stadia a great place to play games on devices you already own, he says. I'd like... Or I tell any non-believers to take notice of how we are continuing to put our words into actions as we grow the Stadia Makers program and partners with AAA studios like Capcom, EA, Square Enix, Ubisoft, and others. All right. So yeah, that's it. I still say Stadia's dead. That's just my. Oh no, they they say they're alive and well, so give them some credit. I I don't I don't know if I actually have faith. Yeah, they say it's yeah exactly. Got to believe what they say. I mean, what else would they say? They wouldn't exactly say otherwise. I'd hope. Well, I, especially if them trying to keep up something that they worked really hard to try to like bring up forward, um, letting people know like yeah, by the way, our console and everything is shit. That's not what they want to do right away. They want to try to make it seem or like really try to push out their stuff to keep it seem like it's going. That's that's always been kind of like, I, I, I want to say like business 101. They, they don't want to lose their business. So find hype and push on that hype. Yes, yes. Well, I'm going to piggy, piggyback off of that by bringing up the epic Apple and epic... Uh, fight with Apple going off with from TheVerge.com written by Elizabeth Lupato. Epic fights Apple in court by playing Candy Crush. Uh I can't make this up. That is the title. Sometimes I reflect on my life and wonder where I went wrong, such that I'm sitting on a wooden pew in federal court watching a Google search for Candy Crush Saga on a display monitor. This is a huge trial with major stakes for tech companies. It is also a crashing bore. Uh, <laughs> During his direct ex- examination on the ongoing Epic vs. Apple trial, Hilt testified that he did, didn't think having access to an app like Candy Crush through a browser instead of an app counted as friction for the user, and that certainly was less friction than real-world alternatives, such as leaving a convenience store and then crossing the street to go, buy, to, go to another convenience store. The point of Hilt's easier testimony was that game developers multi-home games to the PC and mobile. His Apple export witnesses, and he is here to convince the judge that being blocked from the App Store isn't a huge barrier for developers. Epic, whose game Fortnite is blocked, is in fact blocked from the store, has taken Apple to court to show otherwise. And the picture Hilt painted on his direct examination was largely dismissive of Epic's concerns. Epic attorney Yantan Evan also in a face shield, is now doing his best to blow a hole in Hilt's testimony. I'm doing my best to follow a confusing spreadsheet that includes games that Hilt has promised are on both PC and mobile phones. Even begins by pointing out some of these games are not, in fact, available for PC. One game, Word Story, is listed as available on PC on the document. 
but does not say this on the developer's website. In the Microsoft Store, a word story with the same art exists, but is not the same developer. Sir, this is not the same developer and not the same game, is it? Even says, it's what it's called. It is what is called a fake game. <laughs> so basically, the Epic V Apple case is going off on more games that do not, in fact, exist in the App Store. Huh. Interesting, I suppose. <laughs> And this apparently, whole, apparently, going through so a web funny. browser instead of instead of playing directly through an app on the mobile phone for Candy Crush is a huge issue. I mean, the Apple Store is pretty restrictive. Yeah, it, it is. Because I even looked into the game developing options for Apple, and it's, to honestly, in my opinion, too many too many hurdles. Yeah, they don't um really make it user friendly. Plus, I mean, let's. To be fair, who who games on an amp Apple? <laughs> That's also true. Nobody games on Apple. No. I feel like most um gamers have Androids. Mostly. I also, I still find it funny that uh Tim Sweeney uh said that Fortnite quotes transcends gaming. Which it literally does, but we're not getting no, into that argument again. <laughs> oh my goodness, Riley. No, it doesn't. I'm about to. If you bring it up, I will kick you. I don't even care. <laughs> I will not hesitate. Anyway, does anyone hesitate, bitch. have any other news? Anybody else? I don't have any. I have. News. I hear Pogo. Oh no! Oh, what you talking about? <laughs> Completely not happening. Um, from GamesIndustry.biz. <laughs> Unless it's just got red, because my connection was having a problem for like 10 years. Um, GamesIndustry.biz, written by Marie Delisandri. Uh, Nintendo Switch production plans uncertain as semiconductor crisis continues. President Furukawa also confirmed increased R&D expenses linked to the development of the next generation of hardware. Nintendo's plan to sell another 25.5 million Switch units by the end of the current fiscal year, ending March 31st, 2022, could be undermined by the semiconductor shortage, the platform holder said. In a Q&A published by, on Nintendo's website following its FY 2021 financial results, President Shintaro Furukawa clarified that the forecast previously announced would depend on the availability of materials, with the Switch's production plans for the year ahead more uncertain than they were during the previous fiscal year. We achieved steady hardware production through the end of the last calendar year, and as a result, in the previous fiscal year, we set a record for our highest fourth quarter sales volume, he said. Meanwhile, demand for hardware continues to exceed our expectations, even after the beginning of this calendar year, and production is currently not caught up to the high demand due to the tight supply and demand situation for semiconductor materials worldwide. Although we are currently striving to produce as many units as possible, the fact that this is that our production plans are more uncertain than they were at the beginning of the previous fiscal years. Our full year sales plan is based on the premise that we can secure the materials necessary for production, but if we are, uh, if we are able to produce more units, we will work hard to meet the strong demand and to be able to ship and sell those units. Furukawa also addressed Nintendo's increasing R&D expenses, which he linked to higher cost of development as well as research going into the next generation of Nintendo hardware. Mm -hmm. And there is more, but I think that's about all I need to read. Um, so yeah, 
I mean, it's kind of but, expected with the shortages everywhere that even Nintendo's going to get smacked. Yeah, but I feel like they've had problems with the Switch development from the get-go. Yeah, there's yeah. always been a supply-demand issue with the Switch. Not as bad as the like the PS5 is right now, but it's always been an issue. Yeah, and then they also had like the Joy-Cons drifting. And... Oh, don't even, don't even get me started on the drift problem, because mine are starting to drift. Yeah. Just get it's a, a shame, because it's scrub. a great console. Yeah. The Switch Go is ahead. very good. I, I mean, yeah, I like being able to play. I play portably most of the time, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I even forget I can, you know, plug it in and play on my TV, but it's nice to have the option. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it's one of the things I love about the Switch so much is just being able to play literally wherever you go. Yeah, it's... Even playing Skyrim at 30,000 feet for the altitude is quite the nice feeling. Yeah, I can't believe some of the games they have on there now. Yeah, no, where's my port of either Fallout 4, Fallout 3, or New Vegas to Switch? Come on. Port one of those. Isn't in Valve, isn't Valve in somebody else's pockets? Who, who's, who's Valve in? Art. Isn't, isn't Fallout PlayStation exclusive? No. Can I kick him from the show? You might be able to right now. <laughs> About to. Fallout is Bethesda, dude. Oh, you're right. And it's a <laughs> Microsoft company, basically. Oh yeah, now it is. But um, is uh, is Vito here? Um, fuck yes. Um, I'm having a little trouble uh getting the door open. Hold on one second. That uh, Zoom call not loading for you. It's not a Zoom call. He's coming in in real life in the Pixel Studio, dude. For a trying Zoom to open, call on a tablet? Trying to open the door, but the it's jammed. The door is jammed. It's got to wriggle it open. It's got to... He's biting his time. <laughs> oh, I almost got it. I got the, I got the key card oh. going. God, Riley. <laughs> Look. All right, I think I got it. It's okay. It's okay. Come here in a bit. All of Vito's credentials are going to be hereby nullified. Hello, everybody. I'm here. And no, <laughs> shut up. Hi, I'm here. Welcome to this day in gaming history, everybody. Here we go. This day in 2001. Crazy Taxi was released for the PlayStation 2. This day in 2002, Duke Nukem Manhattan Project was released on the PC. This day on, on, on this day in 2010, Prince of Persia: The Forgotten Sands was released for the PSP. This day in 2011, LA Noir was released for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Never played LA Noir. Never. I hear it's, I hear it's pretty good. And finally, this day in 2016, Subnautica was released for the Xbox One, and Wild Arms 3 was released for the PlayStation 4. And this has been this day in gaming history. Can we just talk about how Vito sounded a lot like Riley through the majority of that? 
It's quite sus. I, yeah. That was like quite sus. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm leaving now. He doesn't the imposter, guys. Oh, yeah, shit. he does the, the imposter, but he's representing Riley, so we got to kick him out. It's okay. Soon, will be replaced by Digital Gomez. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Getting Vito in here was the longest minute I have ever waited. Oh, man. I've gotten I gotten fries from a fast food place longer than. Uh, I sat in the, the, the that was longer than my sit, sit in the McDonald's drive through today, and like that was a good wait time, and that took less time than Rito getting in the fucking building. Look, it's not my I, fault the fucking door jammed. It's Gigi's fault to up. Listen, we understand place. doors are complicated, and you just you just don't know how to turn a knob, but that's okay. <laughs> all right, but um, with all that roasting aside, we're gonna go ahead and <laughs> jump into the next segment. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to the next segment of the show, you guys, where we will talk about what games we have been playing in the last week or so. Um, you know, I would typically say ladies first to roast Riley a little bit more, but special guest Michael, what have you been doing? I've been playing Pokemon Snap. That's fair. Well, the new Pokemon Snap. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's very nostalgic oh. for me. I loved playing the first one. Um, I remember when I was a kid. They had the little like pop up boxes in um Blockbuster, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember um whenever I went to Blockbuster, I'd always sit at the little pop pop up box and play it. Hmm. I've actually never played any uh, Pokemon Snap. Never. Kind of garbage. <laughs> um, I do. I won't lie. I can only play it in increments of time, like maybe about for thirty minutes to an hour before I get bored. Yeah. Um, but I do like having something like every day to like, just, you know, play for an hour and kind of relax. I mean, I haven't even, I'm nowhere close to beating snap. I've been taking my time playing it. It's beautiful. It's well done. I like seeing the Pokemon interact. Still haven't seen my, my fucking, my, my water otter. I don't think he's in the game. Oshawott? Yep. Yes, sir. I call him Oshipos because he's (laughs) awesome. My favorite Trico and um, Lucario aren't in the game either, so I'm kind of disappointed. Oof. Say what I mean. But I do like how they have day and night features. Yeah, that is. That is nice. Anything else besides Snap? Um, Not really. I actually just started um, a new job, so I've been kind of busy. That's why that game has also been kind of great because it's just something I can like, hop on real quick and then hop off. That's fair. right. That's no awesome. fair enough. But I'm um, uh, so yeah. Back back to the classic roast, ladies first. Riley, what have you been doing? God damn it! There are two actual ladies here. You're being rude to them. What? No, we're fine. Go ahead, <laughs> I got more balls than you. It's <laughs> <laughs> rude. Always. Of course, there, there, there's no rest for O'Reilly. Uh, but uh, what have I played this week? I played, uh, played some Spider-Man. I remember that because I did it like yesterday and today. PS4. Yes. That's a good game. It is a very good game. I beat the, uh, I beat the heist DLC and I started the Turf Wars DLC. 
it's probably one of my favorite games ever. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, and they did a really good job. I am too, and the game did amazing. And um, I just started the Tour Fours DLC. I beat the highest. Um, the the fuck, like, why can't I talk? Why am I so tired? The fucking Hammerhead uh, fronts hideouts. They're like the hardest like horde battles in the game that I've done yet. <laughs> yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, the. the I don't know how to beat those minigun guys. Like, what is the secret? They're so hard. I died quite a bit playing that game. At least the DLC. Yeah, dude. The fucking minigun dudes. Like, there's no way to beat them. You can get, like, a couple hits in, but then they fucking smack you and shoot you and you're dead. It's over. <laughs> I, um, on the third DLC is the one that gave me the most trouble. I don't even think I finished it, to be honest. I'm like oh. midway through, and I had to like stop, and then I started Miles Morales, and I forgot about it. <laughs> That's fair. I'm very um, OCD. I will see if I can beat that DLC. Then That's concerning. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else that I played. I I did a little bit of. I'm supposed to have finished uh, my X and Y gameplay by now, but I very much have not. I, I finished super training my Charmander, and I've not picked up the game since. Um, what else? Fuck. I really can't think right now. Oh, um, uh, update uh, for the for the grand the grand. Why can't I say words? Why am I so tired? Wake the fuck up. The Grand Nuzlocke World Tour. That's what I was trying to say. Um, we had uh, my good friend, Robin. You've heard her. She's been on this show. Uh, she had to quit the World Tour for time reasons, real life reasons. So we got uh, some some kid on Discord to replace her. He had to play the entirety of the game up to Erica in like four days. But he did it. And then I kicked his ass in PvP. <laughs> And so did the other guy in the trio, so he had a he had a good start. <laughs> but it, this is his first like competitive thing, so it makes sense. But it's kind of unfortunate he had to be placed against me, which I'm tied with Aliara for the most points you could possibly have at this point. <laughs> in any of the trios, it's just me and him. We have all of the points. We we nobody can touch us. Can't touch I, actually, do, do, do. <laughs> I don't know if I ever talked about it on the show. It was a couple weeks ago, I think. But I actually, um, I actually fought uh, Aliara just for fun. We put our uh, Cycle Four PvP teams against each other, and it was a really fucking close fight. Aliara won, but it was literally only because I missed an attack. <laughs> if I had hit the attack that I missed, I would have beaten him. It was that close. <laughs> oh, get good is what I'm hearing. I mean, yes. it's, uh, it's not me that needs to get good. It's my fucking victory bell missing a stun spore at a key moment. That little fucking plant bitch. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I like my I like my victory well, bell. Did uh did it leave you stunned? Once it snap. Yeah, it did leave me stunned. Haha, <laughs> it's pretty good. But um, yeah, I don't think is there anything else that I want to touch on. No, so that's about it. I do want to say this isn't video game, but it's ten- tangentially related to video game, I suppose. I started reading One Piece, so that's oh, God. been fun. 
Yeah, there's a thousand thirteen chapters and counting. I'm currently like, I believe like thirty one chapters in. I have the count. The count is on my Twitter actually. My Twitter name is now Riley, and then it's a pirate flag, and then it's a count of how many chapters of One Piece I've read and how many I have left. I have read. Oh, wow. I have read thirty one out of a thousand and thirteen. How much of it is filler? Uh, well, mangas don't have filler. I'm, re- I'm, I'm reading the manga. I'm not watching the anime. That's true. Okay. You wonder why you're so tired. Well, I, I've only read 31 chapters of it, Pup. It's not like I've made it significant It don't matter. <laughs> and I started doing this, like, a couple days ago. It's not like I read them all today. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it is the one piece. It's draining my, my energy. <laughs> it's draining my I mean, my you soul. said 31 chapters in a couple days? Yeah. <laughs> The secret to One Piece is that the entirety of it is a filler. <laughs> like, and also, there is still filler in the manga. Just letting you know. I was about to say, because Naruto's manga, some of it feels Has like filler, filler, too. Yeah, it's not as like bad as yeah. the anime, but, but with, with, the manga is it's, all it's, over the place. It depends on how you define filler, right? Like, filler, how it's usually traditionally defined, is like just... Not main storyline. Yeah, I guess you could say that, but usually how people define filler is like in the anime when they have to make episodes to fill up until the manga comes out because they're like, shit, we don't have the next chapter of the manga yet. We got to fucking fill time while we wait for this. That's what filler is. In the manga, everything is canon and everything is important to the story. Even if they're doing like side stuff, you should still read it. It's still good. It's just with the anime, it's like they're just filling time. So it usually sucks. Because they're just slapping shit on a script and being like, okay, ship ship this week's Naruto episode out. We still gotta wait for the manga. So let's have Rock Lee have a fucking curry eating contest. I feel that, but for the people who watch the anime, that's just as canon as the people who read the manga. I mean, that's that's a, that's a hole I don't want to go down right now. <laughs> uh, hey Val, what have you been playing this week? I don't know. Uh, it was my turn. Well, whose fucking turn is it? Jinji told me to keep going. He's he's somewhere. It, I picked it, one. Um, you let you guys do it real quick because I'm about to grab some of my stuff to take it up to my apartment. Okay, go I Val. guess it's your turn fine, now. I guess I'll go. I've played some new Pokemon Snap. I have many many pictures. I've been downloading them and putting them on all my social media because I have <laughs> no self control. I want to see and them. I'll send them to you. I'll post them in our Snap. There's some of them posted in our Snap channel. Um, I haven't posted any of them recently. I have a lot more I have to finish uploading onto my computer. But uh don't have a lot of self-control. I have also started my quest to kick the ass of the big titty vampire bitch. I am in the Nancy. castle. I'm in the castle of village. I haven't played in a couple days. I've been having some shit going on at home, so mainly haven't really played a lot in the last couple days, but I've played I also finished my p- gameplay of Pokemon Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. My p- gameplay of Ultra Sun. The main story I should say. I haven't I have this is the first time I've played through this game to its entirety. So doing it as a Nuzlocke fucking sucked. But I made it. You did really good, didn't you? You didn't have I that have many four deaths po- relatively. I have, I have four Pokemon left to go up against Allie. 
for final PvP. I will. I've already. It doesn't really matter the end. The end play of this PvP though, because I've ta I've taken second and Allie's first. So really, we don't even have to do it. It's just more so how many points ahead am I going to be from this for second? Right so now, I'm only thirty. Three of you now. Did everybody else drop? No, I, it's, we're done. We all finished. So it's okay. just the, it's just like that's how who got nominated for PvP. Okay. Yeah, that was who we were supposed. To, I was supposed to battle. Alley and Caveman. Caveman, I guess either he didn't finish or he just, or he wiped. So he was out. Pat wiped. So Pat didn't do it. So they got, so he oh, was no. out. Pat wiped again? Pat he wiped, wiped. Did he leave four? No, Pat wiped to, to not, was it Nanu? No, he wiped to Mina. He wiped in Mina's trial. He wiped at the final trial. Oh, oh I thought he went no. back after that. I thought he tried again. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he wiped again. So also, he shout out, out shout out to Pat for spreadsheet help. He's a fucking wizard. Also, shout out to Pat for his fucking endurance and during this fucking nuzlocke. Like, uh, geez, he, I think fuck. he wiped like he wiped like six or seven times. If I pull up the sheet, he's at like negative some like negative a hundred and something points. Like, actually, let me get the exact number real quick. But uh, yeah, I will be taking second place for Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. I was. First place for Team Rowlet, Team Team Archer Owl. I, if if I win, if I win my PvP against Allie, I will have finished with one with third uh, twelve hundred and ninety points. If not, I'll finish with twelve sixty. But yeah, Pat was at negative one forty. Holy shit! Mm. Yes. So. Uh... And honestly, it was a pretty close battle between like the teams, like for Rowlett and Litton. We Rowlett only lost by a little under three hundred points, and that's mainly only because like we had three people go through it <laughs> through our team. Four, four people actually, I think. Who dropped from your team besides me? You, uh, Penguin dropped. Jinji, weren't you going to do it, and then you dropped? Then Jinji was a part of it, and then he dropped, and then Scrubby took over. Mm. But I will be starting, I don't know if we're starting it next week or the week after, we will be starting Platinum! We're going Platinum, baby! Oh, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be teams! So of course my team is Val and Anchor, because I got Pat on my team! Huzzah! <laughs> Whoa. It'll be me and Pat. We are going to be repping hashtag Team Turtwig. I love it. You pick grass. Wrong Pokemon. Uh, we we were the last ones to draft. For number one. Second of all, we was between Turtwig and Piplup for us. Excuse me, and you didn't choose the bird. We didn't get the again. We were the last ones to draft. We didn't get the choice. It was originally going to be. We were expecting to have to go with Chimchar. We were expecting it, but no. Allie and Caveman took Chimchar, and then it's Stitch Why would you expect Chimchar to be last pick? He's the best starter of the three objectives. No, he doesn't. no he's not. No, is. not even close. I meant, like, Pip in terms of competitive viability. No, but like also... Piplup is. No, it's not. I mean, he what is do you the mean? only fire in the entire region besides okay. Bonita. Hold on. Before this conversation gets way too crazy, Turtwig and Chimchar are the only two that actually have any viable competitive sensibility in the entirety hey. of Pokemon. 
Napoleon has good competitive sets. I'm just saying that. Okay. However, where Empoleon is water steel, the issue here is that because he's a water and steel, there is not a lot of resistances that he has, and he is an open target for a lot of meta-type moves currently in the format. He also doesn't currently exist in the format, so that doesn't help him. But point being is that... (laughs) Chimchar and all them would have a uh, Infernape and uh, Torterra are way more viably sound when it comes down to competitive play. Torterra's I mean, never been competitive though. Like Torterra is very bad and competitive just because he's slow and has. Empoleon, Empoleon has ten resistances, two being super resistances, and a poison immunity. Does yeah. he really? Yes, he does. Yeah, that's not something to shake a stick at. Ten no, yeah, that's why. When when Pat and I were discussing what we wanted to run with, we were we were debating between Turtwig and Piplup. And when it when we saw that Allie had taken Chimchar, it looked like we were going to end up with Piplup, and we were actually kind of happy about that. And then we got Turtwig, which we're not upset about. We both enjoy Turtwig, but we know what Piplup has, and we know Piplup is going to be a little bit of a challenge. Okay, Plus, that's fair. It's only got like, three weaknesses, and one of them's ground, which it's got water to cover. I guess. I I guess, like, my biggest thing is that if you look at a lot of, like, the main, like, competitive stuff going on right now, like, ground, fighting, electric, all that, like, that's, those are pretty prominent things that people are using and could, just, like... I'm, I'm mainly just up. happy that I didn't get the monkey because I really didn't want to run through that game with the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with the fucking monkey? I He's didn't cool. want the monkey! His head's on fire. It's cool. I don't care. He punches but, people. Yeah, so we'll be starting Platinum. And because people. because of the way we are running this game, we are actually doing, after each cycle, we're swapping games. So that is probably going to be a streamed Nuzlocke for me. So Pat and I have been talking about doing a, uh, a uh, co-op stream for it. Since we have to trade copies anyways. So that will be going on stream either next week or the week after. I don't remember when we said we were actually starting. But soon, TM. It, soon, it, soon, 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 soon it will be happening. So uh, yeah, I played. I played through some. I played through my final playthrough of Ultra Sun. I will probably finish the uh, post game story on my own, considering the fact I have never actually beaten Gen Seven. Um, well, I did just beat Gen Seven. I've never played through the entirety of Gen Seven. Um, Played new Snap and played some Resident Evil. Oh, we played some golf with your friends too on stream. That was the last time I streamed. I streamed. I streamed that Tuesday and I haven't streamed since because we've had some uh, family stuff going on and uh, been dealing with that. So I'm very tired. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay. Pop, what have you been doing? Um. Well. I've been doing a lot of Red Dead Redemption online because I'm not a big fan What's of that? stories. You, oh, you're talking about Yeehaw Skyrim online. Yes, Yeehaw, yeah. <laughs> and then my subscription on the Xbox ran out like yesterday around 6 o'clock in, in the fucking evening, which I was super upset about. I love how you and have then- it down to like the time that it happens. 
Because <laughs> I was like about to get on because like, I just got back inside from walking the child and the dog and whatnot. And I wanted to play some more Red Dead with my friends and I couldn't get on because they wanted me to buy another subscription. I was like, what the fuck? So, then do it. that. Purchase products, consume products. I is Consume, broke. Morty! Consume! And then... I just saw that episode, too. <laughs> after that, I played some VR chat with the Oculus Rift. Or, not the, uh, the Rift, the uh, Quest, the, t- the second one. So that's pretty cool. Still getting used to it after a month. And then I played some Valorant earlier as well. I'm getting better at it. It's just fucking awesome. I suck at shooter games. But that's about it, actually. Okay. Oh, it's Minecraft. It's my, uh, Minecraft, like Java and both uh, Java and uh, Microsoft Edition. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Gamer. <laughs> Mr. Odin, what have you been doing? Well, um, I've pretty much been taking up my time a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty much taking my time up a lot lately, playing a lot of Pokemon fan games and ROM hacks. Um, then also kind of diving into a little bit more of Destiny Two for the new season of the Splicer. It's pretty good. Literally, the whole color scheme and the way things look and the new like activities. It's basically season of the vaporwave. Or like Neopop. It's like very like it's very um like eighties vaporwave or like that whole style. It's crazy. It's really fun. I'm enjoying it. That's pretty much what I've been doing. Also been totally fantasizing about another fan of Pokemon fan game. <laughs> um like hardcore like crushing on it, like not even joking. <laughs> but um that's that. I'm not going to tell you what game it is because you'll find out eventually. Spoilers. It better be my fucking games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, yours are the only ones that have actually got me that excited about any Pokemon ever. Okay, well, that's a good answer. <laughs> and down. And, that, and that's Odin's, not just Odin's like we're. We're. We're we're kissing ass here. Now we're being genuine, dude. We're we're hyped as fuck for it. Well, thank oh, you. I mean, there's I'm, some really good ones though, like Xenoverse that just came out. I've, so there's I played that. That was pretty good. Um, I really love the Daft Punk. Uh, ladies, ladies, you're foreshadowing. You're foreshadowing. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Well, That's technically, I've, I've already okay. Uh, before I get into what I've done. Um, I technically already spoiled the topic at the start of the show, so I guess there's no spoilers, but um, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. As of recording, yesterday was the Cotton Bird Community Day. To be honest, I half-assed it because I already had a shiny family of Swablu, and <laughs> ah, man. So, I, mean... I ended up getting five more, and I was not happy with it. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too thrilled. Now, I'm more hyped. Hyped as hell for uh, Community Day of June, which is our blo- our beloved little uh, land shark baby Gibble. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, boy. A fucking tweet though. Gibble, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's Gibble, that's, that's, that's a tweet. tweet. I think they said Community Day. No, it was June sixth. Gibble, that's it. Something like that. 
But, it'd be um, funny. I know it's it's yeah. definitely community day, like they've confirmed it, but it would have been funny if they sent out that tweet and it was actually just like some like dumb YouTube video about Gibble or something like that. That would have been kind of funny. So yeah, I saw the love Badoof has been getting. Yes. Please give us a Badoof community day. <laughs> Please don't. But let's see what else. Oh, um I've tried yet again in Brave Frontier to tackle that new trial. <laughs> yet again, I got bopped. And I got bopped fucking hard. Ginger, you never have to say that again because you can just pull this audio clip and just put it in the show forever from now on because you are going to be stuck on this boss for years to come. You're a fucking dick. Get good <laughs> at video games before you tease me for getting stuck on bosses. Shots fired. But no, Listen, you need to play some chem fluid to that to that broken hand there. Karna, Karna Masta, legitimate. Legit, I'm, I'm still. I, I've been watching some tutorials, but the problem with those tutorials that I've watched, they've used different units than what I have, and I am missing some of those units. Uh, it's for as long as you've been playing that game, you're missing units. Yes, I don't think you really like that game. <laughs> well, I've stopped putting Damn. money into it. That's, Gigi, that's a fucking lie. We all know you put money into all of your mobile games. I do not, madam. But I've also uh, I got my uh, school iPad whatever thing working again, so I've been playing a couple of games on that. I've been having issues with Dragon Quest Tact as far as getting that game to work on my phone. For whatever reason, it just simply doesn't. I I download the game just fine, but when I boot it up, it instantly shuts down. Like, it won't Sorry. even boot up to the title menu or anything. So I, I have no idea. But Dragon Quest Tact works on my iPad, so I've been playing a lot of that. Been having having some fun. I've played a little bit of Pokemon Snap as well. You know, just taking my sweet time with it. I... <laughs> I was joking around about this uh, potential future project with Val earlier on Facebook, but I found a funny, funny little uh, Pokemon ROM hack called uh, Gentleman Classy Red. Yes, I'm excited what? to actually play. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. I want to play it, and I'm going to tr- I'm going to drink chalky milk as I play it. Yeah, so you have a little joke for you. Better for drink it with your pinky up, Val. All- of course, pinky up. Classy, classy Pokemon, just like Val said, I'm going to have that, that wine glass full of chalky milk. I will go get a cheap-ass top hat with a fake monocle and wear them as I play this game. Gingy, please do that on Twitch stream with the webcam on. I want That's to what I'm this. saying. That's what I'm going yes, to do. That's please. the future project. I just need to, I need to go to a local uh, arts and crafts store to get the things that I need. You and, and then go buy some chalky milk. Talking in British accents as you drink your chalky milk. Mm, yes, quite. Up. Indeed. <laughs> quite. Quite indeed. All the fish and chips. Have a jolly good day, sir. <laughs> I do. But, I do believe. I do believe we pummeled that boy to a crisp. Quite. <laughs> quite. Quite thoroughly. Ah uh, yes, a well, a well executed battle. These guys. Can we all play Gentleman? Can that be like the the thing that bonds the Pixels group together? Is we're all going to play Gentleman? Can your PC run it? 
Oh, damn! <laughs> damn! I mean, I gotta that question myself too. I don't know if I can run it. Isn't it just a GBA ROM or is it a new? It's a fan game. Is it a? It's a ROM, right? Yes. It's a ROM. Oh, then I can run it. I'm waiting on my new PC from Power GPU stuff. So. Yeah, that's when I want to start my content creation. Let's go. Big so, yeah, epic uh, Twitch streamer with... by Owen's beard. It will be Pepper. amazing. It's dog. It's Pepper. <laughs> Pepper is out for blood. Pepper. Like I can see the bloodlust in that dog's eye <laughs> as she jumps. I can Pepper. see it. I can see it in her eyes. Let's see what else. What else have I been doing? Um, Get her, Pepper. Oh. Get her. One last thing before I we can wrap up this topic. I've also been. Uh, I got back into Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, which is. Another mobile game. Go ahead and make your jokes, but Brave Exvius at the moment is having a uh, Full Metal Alchemist crossover event. Oh wow! And I did manage to pull a couple of uh, Full Metal Alchemist units, but the one that I pulled that I'm the most hyped over, and I already have that boy maxed out. I managed to pull Elric and Alphonse. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, I pulled them you both. Did, the, the two of the you two. You mean Edward and Alphonse Elric is their last name? Yeah, brain fart. Yeah, the two of them as the single. You, you don't know how to game. They're clearly not. It's because you play them mobile phones. Shut the fuck up, Odin. <laughs> but no, that about covers it. So we're gonna drop it here and go into the topic. We will be right back. Welcome back to the topic, you guys. A um, little bit different than what we have done. You know, we have our special guest, Michael, for the episode. We're going to be essentially having an interview with the gentleman because he is responsible for the up-and-coming Pokemon hack. I want to say uh, Order fan and Chaos. Fan game. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's actually not a um, hack, though. It's a fan game. Fan game. Fan game. Almost um, a lot of the assets are 100% original. The tiles, um, a lot of the sprites. Mm -hmm. Like, hard work has gone into this. I've literally been like fangirling over this. Yeah, there's gonna actually, I don't know if you saw, um, there's gonna be 3D cutscenes for like key cutscenes in the story. That's glorious. Um, By Millennium Loop, did you see the trailer for the um, imaginary um, Shino games? Yes. Like what they should have looked like. He's who's going to be um, animating the 3D scenes. That's awesome. Yeah, That's... I just got him on the development team, so he'll be. Um, I'm currently talking with him, and he'll be animating those. And I'm also casting voice actors to do <gasps> hey. voice acting. Oh, hey, Fuck all you. Fuck all you. Literally, dip, literally, dip, everybody dip, just dip, starts dip. going, "Yo, hey, hold yo, on, hey, hold on, call me up." Look, we all know out of everyone here in the group. This guy has the best voice. Yeah, yeah if, if it has to be just one of us, it's got to be Odin, for real. Sorry to disappoint y'all, but this is an African-inspired um, inspired region, so I am going for African um, actors, if possible. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Are there no white people there? There's the rival Noah um, is white, but the cast is primarily people of color. That's, oh, that's African, totally fine. Egyptian, so... I accept that. That's cool. That that makes uh, it like Odin could be the rival. 
No, I had some you know, really I, talented people so far, though. Yeah, I'm and honestly, I've done like nothing at all. And there are people who have a lot of hard work out there, and they should take it. They they should get the, that chance. Don't forget about those. Well, a big goal in this um project for me was representation for that community. Because I yeah. feel like while Game Freak's gotten a lot better in the representation of people of color in the franchise over the last couple yeah. gens, it still feels kind of tokenish. Like, it I don't does. think it's a fair representation of the community. And right. I think um, I wanted to explore territory that hasn't been explored and put this community in the spotlight. You know that, what I mean? Because yeah. it's the roles are reversed. For a change, it's the, you know more lighter-skinned characters who are the token characters this time around. And that kind of answers the first question of this interview I wanted to ask you, Michael, is what were some of the inspirations for this region? Oh, did think, you um, actually prepare questions, didn't you? I did. Good job. Did well, you do his homework? <laughs> I have been doing my homework. Not his real homework, but his <laughs> actually, yes, podcast I have been. homework. Probably, we should probably have him go over, like what the region is first and that has questions i have one main yeah, question fun. that i want to ask and i think Jinji knows what it is so short synopsis of the game go <laughs> okay um well the luika region is like i said an african inspired region by africa and all of its various different countries and their cultures um like black panther since it is a fictional region it's not um, 100% accurate. It's a compilation of all these different cultures. You know, it's drawing from all over the place to make its own unique culture within the Pokemon universe. Um, the story is about family and Rain. The protagonists are both royal twins. Their father is Champion, um, Champion Akeen. Their uncle, Professor Bobab, Obasi Bobab, is... Um, the professor who gives you your Pokemon, but he also is the secret antagonist of the games. And there's a lot of characters within the story who are related in some sense. And the whole journey is your goal to um, explore the region and um, see it through the citizens, both Pokemon and people's eyes. So you can prove yourself worthy of becoming champion because in this region, Champion's not just a title, it's an actual role. Champion is the ruler of this region. That's the Elite awesome. Four is his royal court. So you have the ambassador, the advisor, the treasurer, you know, so on. So you actually are going to be groomed. You're being groomed and doing the <laughs> ceremonial trial to become champion. Michael, I have a very important question for you. Yes. The treasurer has a Persian, right? If not, he needs to have one. Nope, nope. The treasure is actually the um, water Elite Four member. But Elite Four is grass, fire, water, and electric. But Michael, payday, though. Payday, yeah, he's got though, a magic lamp, though. His ace is um, Hydrofin, the water starter, the genie. Okay, that's fair. Nope. Yo, Riley, honestly, if you haven't checked out this guy's Instagram page for this, I need you to go look at it right now. I plan to before this podcast, but I plan to do a lot of things this week and did not because my work week sucked ass. So I won't uh, I won't lie here. Uh, your Instagram page is a reason why I created a Instagram account just so I can view the entire thing. <laughs> That's awesome. What's your yeah. what's your Insta tag? Where, where can people follow Raging Gigi on Instagram? I hardly take pictures of myself. 
All right, let's get let's get back let's get back Plug to it my later. Plan. amazing fan game, please. I, w- so, I want to hear. Yeah, now that we have a brief synopsis of the, the game itself, which already just sounds unique compared to the other other Pokemon games, I guess. So we're kind of leading back into the first question I asked: What were some of the inspirations for this game when you were coming up with the design design work for it? Well, obviously, for me, the biggest inspiration is Pokemon, as um, obvious as it sounds, because what I think a lot of fan um, regions or Fakemon projects or fan Fakemon games don't get right is that Pokemon aesthetic. Um, so I put a lot of careful research, not only into Africa and, you know, all these different cultures, but I also put a lot of research into how and what Pokemon and Game Freak does in the actual canon games. So my number one goal for these fan games is for them to feel as legit and canon as possible. So um, I looked at, you know, how they distribute their stats, something as small as that, as well as the trends mm-hmm. they have within their Pokemon, in their designs. Um, a lot of Fakemon projects also over-design their Fakemon. They're kind of too complex. A Fakemon or a Pokemon design is normally pretty simple. They all look friendly, like they could be your friend. There's only usually three to four colors max. They got, you know, they're very round, over-exaggerated features. These are things that um, a lot of people just can't really capture when they're creating Mm -hmm. these games. And they kind of like, for me personally, screams fan-made. And I don't want anyone to play this game and think fan-made at any point. I want this to feel, it is Gen 5 engine, so um, it will obviously be 2D. So, but I want it to feel like, you know, kind of nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Like you're playing through one of the older Pokemon games. That's awesome. That's awesome, so, man. It was I, also I, um, inspired by Black Panther, not like in a copy and paste kind of way. Um, a lot of people have made to some of the characters' designs. Um, some of them are subtle or intentional, but for the most part, a lot of them aren't because Black Panther um, took inspiration from all sorts of African countries and their cultures. Like, it's a compilation as well to make that fictional nation. So a lot of the costumes that some people say, oh, that's Black Panther. It's actually, you know, based on something from West Africa or whatever. But that's all, mm-hmm. you know, some people will see, unfortunately. Yo, it's you Black know? Panther, dude. I remember him from Marvel movie. It's like, no, it's actually, you know, this is a traditional African hat. But, you know, I could see where you'd think that. Um, but I did. I was very much inspired by Black Panther. I left that theater, like, just totally inspired when that movie came out and that's actually when i first started like thinking of like an african pokemon region that's awesome that's awesome so So my one my one thing that i want to ask i literally only had one question prepared perhaps i'll think of more as we go on here but i want to ask this before somebody else does and steps on my one thing that i have so so uh uh michael what i mainly wanted to ask you and the reason why um, we've been thinking of having like somebody who's worked on like fan games like this on this show for a long time is I kind of want to know like what kind of like development goes into it. Like, is it is there is there like a lot of coding involved, or is it just draft? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Or... I will tell you, I started this just as a concept on Instagram. I never expected to make fan games. I never expected for the page to blow up as fast as it did. Like, I was at 10k in like maybe six weeks. So, and it's been nonstop ever since. Um, it's a great community. I love the Fakemon community, Pokemon community in general. Very warm and welcoming. Um, 
But once it got like really popular, I, you know, all these people are like, oh, are you making a game? Are you making a game? Will you make a game? Will you make a game? And, you know, after getting that kind of support, I was like, why not? You know, I'm already putting all the work into all my posts, all these Pokemon, the story. I've already got all the story in the decks there. Like, you know what I mean? I'm going to give, why not give it a try? Um, and now that I've started working on the games, which are still in the early stages of development, we're making good progress. But I never imagined how much work it would be. I'm not going to lie. It is a lot of work. My role, um, obviously, I created the region, all of its characters, all of its Pokemon, the story, all of that. So I'm directing the games. I, over, I have a team. I have a um, really great development team of about 12 people right now. I've got developers slash coders. I've got a great composer, Connor, who um, has been with me since the beginning. I've got um, a couple animators now, maybe three or four, three or four spriters. Um, I oversee everything. I actually work with everybody individually. We don't, like, talk as a group. I contact people individually and say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I need. Could you do this for me? Um, I oversee it all and make sure it all fits with the narrative um, or look I'm trying to sell for the games and then um i meet up with my main developer um and we start piecing it all together from there um but it's a lot because not only is there all the coding of like the moves the abilities putting the pokemon in the game with all their stats and their abilities and move sets um but you also have to sprite everything front back animate the sprites cries all the shinies you know dialogue music um, make I mean the sprites and the tiles is the hardest part. Um, that's why we're still in the earlier stage because we're not even halfway through all the sprites and the tiles, which, like I said earlier, are mostly original because I needed it to look authentic to Africa and not like any other fan game. Like a lot of the fan games use the same tiles and stuff, and I wanted right. to kind of break away from that. So every location looks unique and authentic to its inspiration, and not just like every other fan game. That's but, awesome. Yeah. So are you? But yeah, uh, it's a lot. So are you Luckily using like help. Pokemon Essentials, or are you doing it on your? Yeah, own? we're using Pokemon Essentials. Um, mm -hmm. we're currently working in version sixteen. We're gonna be switching over to nineteen. It looks like though, um, which is pretty easy. It's just kind of like a copy and paste kind of thing with the assets we already have made. Um, it's a very very touchy um program. Like, it's very um, touch-and-go, and, go and um, it's easy to kind of crash. So mm. it's a lot of trial by error. Um, we're going to have a private beta, but it's only going to be just the developers and a couple of my closest friends because the project has grown so fast that I'm really scared of, you know, it getting a little too popular before it comes out and not making it before the games are actually ready. Mm -hmm. And part of that's also because since it started out as a concept, people are going to, by the time the games are out, everyone will know the characters, they'll know the decks, they'll know the story. I mean, uh, my followers are great. Like, they know it inside out. Like, and, um, you know, I need to save some surprises for them especially to kind of honor their support from the beginning. Right. I agree. That, that's, that's... So my, uh, my next question for you, Mr. Michael. Mm -hmm. um, some of... Th or I guess a uh, quick statement before the question, the designs of these Pokemon that you have done are, be <laughs> they're insane. I, they're beautiful designs. I, I, I'm in love with so many different of them. Do you have any uh, 
stories behind some of the designs that you would like to share like uh stories of how you came up with like your favorite favorite pokemon from this region and how you came up with it sure um uh let's see my favorite is the grass starters final stage timberath because it's not just your typical grass giraffe pokemon but if you look closely its neck is a totem pole Um, that's awesome yeah i love rorschach which is based on um the rorschach paintings or psychological tests which is also based on an African um, wild dog, the painted dog. So it's a nice pun there. And it's got like the patterns in its fur. Um, and it's kind of like a mix of a Dalmatian and African painted dog. So is Rorschach's patterns going to be similar to like Spinda? Yeah, it will. Um, not like there won't be multiple different forms. It will always have the same patterns, but the animation, they'll move a little bit and change a little bit in the animation. Oh, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, that's one of my favorites. I love Dementfin, which is a dolphin which uses basically echolocation to open up portals that can jump through like hoops and nice. teleport around. Um, when I'm coming up with Pokemon designs, I try to think, one, what hasn't been done before. A lot of people will be like, oh, why aren't you making a lion Pokemon? Where is this animal Pokemon? And I'm only making um, Pokemon of species I think haven't really been done before. Or I could do better, which is the case of the regional variants. Like Pyroar. Oshawa. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Pyroar is a good lion Pokemon, like, and it fits the aesthetic of the region perfectly. So it will be in the games as is. No need for a regional variant. No need for a new lion Pokemon. Same with Zebstrika, or Mandibuzz, or Watchhog, or Cofferigus. These Pokemon already fit the region so perfectly. Why would I mess with them? So um, I keep that in mind when making Pokemon designs. Like I mentioned, I like to keep it simple. Um, less is usually more in terms of the designs. Um, I work with some incredible people who um, help me with all that. I come up with all the concepts and designs for the Pokemon, and then I commission the designs. So I'll provide like sketches, um, paragraphs, descriptions of like what I want for the color patterns, um, you know, everything like that, reference work. And then work with them, like, once again, overseeing things throughout the creative process until I'm happy with the design and it meets my vision. And I've worked with some incredible people. So that's yeah. been one of the takeaways awesome. from this project. I've made a lot of friends and met a lot of talented people. All right. That's awesome. And um, I guess uh, another follow-up question to that. You you brought up uh, multiple times already that you have some regional variants for mm-hmm. for the game that you came up with, and uh, I I want to say my my favorite regional variant that you have made so far is Milk Tank. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, I like it. They changing it to a grass type, and it has the little symbol on his head. It's funny you say that because I just got the sprite for that finished today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. One of my spriters just sent me the sprite for that one, and I'm very pleased with it. Hold on, let me see if I can send it to you real fast. Oh, please, please. <laughs> Spoil that for you. And it's so cute. Um, this is this spriter, his name is Natty Boy. He's awesome. He's a good friend of mine. He's also one of my mods on my Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, great guy. He's very helpful to me. Um he will like spell check things for me. He does the sprites. He's just all around a funny guy. He's really sarcastic. Um hold on, let's see if I can find it. She looks so cute. Hold on. Where is she? Okay. Another one. <laughs> Here she is. 
Oh my gosh! It's beautiful. Wow, that's gorgeous. Yeah, obviously she's not animated yet, but um. Yet, that's the keyword there. Yeah, the animations are really fun because we get to give them personality. I I can tell just just some of the other other uh, variant forms. Just like looking at Mighty Yena, Arcanine, Ice Q, Anubrios. Oh yeah, well some of them aren't actually get confused as forms, but they're actually part of the new mechanic Pokemon Rebirth, which divides into Rebirth forms and Rebirth evolutions. Oh, That's yeah. so cool. I was reading about that a couple of weeks ago. I was like, now that is an interesting, interesting way of going about it. Yeah, and I really can't wait. I start posting the rebirth forms next month. I'm currently posting all the legendaries on Instagram. So I'm really, really excited to post the rebirth forms. Oh, yeah. Um, so like, I, I actually found this uh, mechanic extremely interesting and in how it affects certain Pokemon differently. And I... I had a lot of questions internally dealing mm -hmm. with it because it, it correct me if I'm wrong. The, the, the basic premise of a uh, rebirth evolution is that the Pokemon has to die while holding the item. Correct. Well, they're not dying. They're fainting. Uh, this is Pokemon. Well, so um, yeah. di so dying is a little bit dark. They have to faint while holding Okay, so rebirth forms. If the there's two items that trigger Pokemon rebirth, there's the Soul Ankh, which triggers rebirth forms, which is mostly for new Pokemon of the region, and okay. they're a temporary form change, kind of like Megas. It just has the activation of fainting while holding the item, but they're a lot stronger. New appearances and the key aesthetic to Pokemon rebirth forms are they're overcome by their element. They're kind of reincarnated. It's a play on Egyptians' belief in the afterlife and reincarnation. That's so awesome. they're being brought back in their purest form. I like that tie-in. How you're yeah. really wrapping in the mythology. Yes, and then the other one, Pokemon um, Rebirth Evolution, they have to be holding a soul stone while fainting. And that's a permanent evolution, not a temporary form change. Like Mummion, for example. The new evolution is a rebirth evolution. It stays Mummion but it can only evolve while holding the soul stone and fainting. So cool! Yeah, So and same thing with the Nubrios or Ferrochu. They're evolutions, so... Honestly, like, every single one of these have got me just ridiculously going. Um, so Ferrochu especially really kind of like made me excited. I've always had a huge, massive fascination with the ancient mythology and culture. Um, I'm not like one of those people who are like well versed and like very well schooled and educated in it, but it's been a massive fascination of mine. Um, I have an Ankh tattoo on my right hand. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's always a part of me in my life. Uh, just came back from Renfair. I found a really cool Ankh necklace. Um, there, I picked it up. Really amazing. But the 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 whole aesthetic. That you have put into with working with making out these designs for even just like the regional variants and like just the new evolutions of Pokemon that already exist, like Eevee, so like Mummion, for example. You did such an amazing job that it has blown my mind away. And team building, just simply looking at Pokemon by looks, 
feels like something that could just be totally doable. Yeah. Not I mean, just looking at their actual stat base and the moves that they can learn. Yeah, that, definitely. That and even to add on to what Odin is saying, there have been some fan games and ROM hacks out there that they just give forms just to random Pokemon without any any thought and effort. But yeah. just looking at the designs that you've done with some of these some of these Pokemon, especially the regional variants, you have put thought, love, and care into these designs and not just picking stuff randomly. Oh yeah, like, they're my babies. And honestly, every single Pokemon I created is um native to Africa or like connects to African culture or Egyptian mythology in some mm -hmm. way. There's not yeah. a single Pokemon that does not belong there. And um I mean, and, some of my favorites are the ones based on African folklore. Most people recognize the Egyptian ones because mm -hmm. a lot of people aren't familiar with um, African culture, sadly. But some yeah. of my favorites are based on like the Ninky Nanki or, you know, creatures like that. Right. Yeah. Which I, I, you probably haven't seen yet, but um, some lots of those are in the rebirth forms. But I'm really excited for those once again. Mm hmm. And uh, Val, you're, you're going to really like this one. Um. Because I guess I'm now, yeah, the next thing I wanted to ask is what thoughts went into giving Pokemon, you know, their regional evolutions? Because I'm looking at Don Boros, which is what looks to be a regional evolution of Dunsparce. Yes. Um, once again, it is a rebirth evolution. They're not rebirth. really a regional okay. form. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But yeah, so that was um, something I want to do. I want for the rebirth evolutions, I wanted them to feel more sacred. Like right. I didn't want them to just feel like, oh, this is an evolution for this Pokemon. Cause I know a lot of people have wanted a rebirth form or evolution um, for Dunsprouse for a while now. Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing it for fan service. I actually, even though this is a fan game, I didn't make a single Pokemon. Haven't really done anything for fan service. Everything I do, I think, what would Game Freak do? What would Nintendo do? What have right. they done? How would they go about doing this? And when I was looking at like Egyptian mythology and African folklore for some of the creatures, I saw the Ouroboros. And I was like, okay, well, I definitely want an Ouroboros mod, but who am I going to pick? And um, I eventually decided on Dunsprouse. I thought it would, could be a cool rebirth evolution. Because for mm -hmm. the evolutions, since they're um, not forms, the rebirth forms focus on more of the newer Pokemon. The evolutions are new forms or evolutions of the older mm -hmm. pre-established Pokemon. So when I was doing that, I was looking at like snake Pokemon, older snake Pokemon. And I didn't want to do um, Ekans or Orbach because my starter's Cobra is a Cobra. Right. So I wanted to do something more unique for it. So that's how I kind of landed on Dunsprouse. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say this real quick. Your, uh, your fire starter for this game... I'm gonna. I I will fight people on this. I think it is probably better than any of the fire starters actually done for Pokemon. the The general idea and concept of it, with it, uh, it's it looks amazing, and just the sheer typing with it is. Woo! I mean, it cries to ground types, but besides that, yeah, <laughs> that that's fine. It can cry to ground types, but that thing is uh, quad weaknesses. Gnarly, sad. I can. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. It's based on King Cobras um, and Egyptian Pharaohs. The theme of mm -hmm. my starters is um, they're all based on something sacred. 
So like the totem pole, the um pharaoh, the um water starters based on genies and Gensha. Like they're all got a sacred theme going on there. Yeah. I uh, need to say thank you for the uh, elemental monkeys on their behalf that you're adding oh, in more yes. of them. That's funny because those were actually, I scrapped them originally. I really? just decided to throw them back in like maybe a month or two ago. Uh, there was an idea I had for a very long time, and but I had um, already had a monkey line, monkey, mm. the monkey line. And then I realized mm. Junova had two monkey lines. So I was like, ah, it doesn't really matter. I'll, I'm, I'm going to put them in. Listen, Michael, you can never really have too many monkeys. That's my motto. <laughs> Very true. I mean, like I said, you know they had four monkey lines in total if you count Darmanitans, so Um Honestly, like Primatot kinda reminds me of like caveman slash like monkey line though. Yeah, it's um it's I don't really think of it as a monkey, but it is caveman inspired. And a lot of people yeah. do make the monkey um connection i don't really think of it as such for me it's more of a humanoid mon that's fair and um yeah and that's once again like connected to real lure because you know that's where life was supposed to have started from so i was like okay well i need a caveman mon i didn't want it to be a fossil though because i'm really big on fossils being dinosaur pokemon basically or like jurassic to a degree so um, but it is connected so, to them by lure. I I I have a very amazing question for you. Uh, this deals with like one of my favorite typings for Pokemon. Okay, mm-hmm. bug typing is my favorite. What was what was your inspiration for uh, Becca? For the bug Pokemon? Yeah, the bug dragon. Oh, the Bug Dragon. Um, that line's really fun because it starts off being inspired by the dragon-headed caterpillar, which is just really okay. cool looking. Um, I really wanted a Bug Dragon. I'm not even gonna lie. I when I was making my decks, Me I too. wanted at least six new evolution lines of every type. The decks is very balanced. Um, and I wanted every Pokemon to kind of look aesthetically different too. Um, yeah. I wanted a certain number of single stages, double stages, three stagers um monotypes like i had to consider all of that and making the decks seem legit and balanced um and the bug dragon was just a type i really wanted to do because every new generation they do about eight to ten new type combinations so i wanted to at least do eight or ten new type combinations and that was one of the ones i definitely wanted to explore um it's based on in its final stage which is a verge version exclusive um evolution Based on Comet Moth, which is exclusive to Madagascar, and the Goliath Beetle, which is, which is also African. So, some basic. Awesome. And the dragon typing comes from their um, monstrous size, basically. Mm-hmm. It is literally like I'm looking at like honestly I'm looking back and forth between like uh between Bekamoth and uh Battle Moth. Mm-hmm. That like. Both of them, just in general, they're they're fierce looking, and I I go strongly with like aesthetic for like my team builds. Um, if I if I want to build like a cute kind of like Pokemon build, you know, something that's like adorable, like plushy, but they can really mess you up, you know, I'll, I'll build on that aesthetic. If I want to do something that's like I want you to be intimidated before we even start the battle. Yeah, kind of for thing. sure. And I, I'll definitely say Backmouth and Battlemouth really 
really, really bring that. They do. Because, like, Backmouth has, like, an elegance to it, but at the same time fierce because of the wings itself. It's it, it's a lot of, like, vibrant colors, and a lot of things would shy away from giving it a hard time. Yeah, and I wanted to incorporate, since they're version-exclusive evolutions, the version mm -hmm. colors into their designs. So, like, Beckhamoth has the blue, like, the light blue in its design, and Betelmoth has the red. Um, the artist I worked with on that one is one of my closest friends on Instagram, so that really helped me kind of, like, be able to um, create with him. Like, I, um, the creative process, I like working with people I can be comfortable with, you know? Yeah. It makes it easier. And that's why I like working with everyone individually because, you know, when you work in a group setting, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Whereas if I'm working with one person in an intimate setting, it's just me and them. You know, I can share my ideas with them. If they, you know, have an idea, I can listen to it. But I don't, I'm not getting like three different ideas or whatever because at the end of the day, like, it's my vision. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want everybody's idea. But if I get the idea of somebody I'm working with, one, you know, it's a little more intimate, and I can say, well, hey, yeah, let's try it, you know. Worst thing I can say is, no, I don't like that, you know. But yeah. um, sometimes it works out really well. It it all depends on, you know, who I'm working with. But um, his name's Jio, um, Polka J on Instagram, and he's one of my favorites to work with. Alright. Okay. I'll, I'll give him a look. So my uh, next one I wanted to ask is... um. You know, some of the, the NPCs that you've put thought and effort into could definitely see just at a glance, like what kind of stuff they're uh, representing. What were, do you have any favorite characters in mind that you've designed and revealed so far? Or do you have any fun stories behind them? Because I, I, I really enjoy uh, the Elite Four uh, Rashidi. Could he straight up gives me, um, uh, Jafar vibes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for the Elite Four, like I mentioned, they all have different roles because they're basically the king's royal court. So I needed an advisor, and then I instantly thought of Jafar, and then since I wanted them all to have starters as their aces, I instantly thought of Cobra, who is a cobra, just like Jafar's staff, and I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Like That kind of fits the aesthetic of the region. Maybe I'll do something like that. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So um, the Grass Elite 4, Tamala, has a cane, which looks like Timberaf. Gowen, the um, Water Elite 4 member, has a lamp, like Hydrofint. So they're all kind of, like, inspired by that. Um, in Luika, a lot of the trainers and characters, their fashion is inspired by Pokemon because it's very much a region um, about tribes and family, and not only mm -hmm. human tribes and family, but within Pokemon and Pokemon and humans. So I really wanted to reflect that in the designs of the characters. That's awesome. You know, Michael, I just want to say I can appreciate the Jafar um, inspiration, but, uh, you know, you were worrying about uh, takedowns from the Pokemon company. Maybe it should have been Disney you were worrying about the whole time. <laughs> well, I don't think that matters, because if you look at um, James Turner, the creative director of Pokemon, a lot of Pokemon designs, he's even mentioned on his own, like, Twitter or um, Instagram, are based on other franchises, like, um, what I can't pronounce its name, but the um, Ultra Beast, um, Nagandala or whatever. Naganadel. Naganadel. Yeah, is inspired yeah. by Alien. And he straight out said that you got the new Obstagoon is inspired by Kiss. 
like Pokemon takes from other franchises and inspiration all the time. So, and they haven't been hit. So that's fair. I was uh, that was more just a dumb joke. Well, Disney is um very warm. I not saying Game Freak isn't, but I don't think Disney really goes um isn't doesn't really kind of go for fan games or like fan service in the same way Game Freak does. Like I, I don't mean, know. I mean, Disney has its fair share of copyrights, so all companies do at the end of the day. But you know, and you, I mean, you gotta understand too. I get why they do. I mean, it's their property, you know. Everybody just has to be based like Sega. Sega's like, you, yeah, you can make fucking Sonic fan games. Cool, great. I mean, it's all out of love. Like, I absolutely love Pokemon. It's a huge part of my childhood. It's a huge part of my life today. Everything I do as a fan is like a love letter to Nintendo. So I would hope that if they look at this and they see all the hard work put into it, that they would see that and see that this mm-hmm. is all coming from a good place, you know? Right. But, you know, you never know. It's a gamble you take with this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I have a couple more questions, but this one has been itching at me to ask since you know you've stated before that this is a you know african inspired region please tell me there's going to be some way shape or form a reference to ugandan knuckles (laughs) uh, do you know the way do you know the way michael just what just one random trainer just make him say that as this little before the battle thing just do you know the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I think that could be doable. Yes. <laughs> Gotta make sure he has like boxer type gloves on, so you know, like, hey. No, then, you, then you beat him. He's no. Then you beat him, and it's like beat Texas. No, I'm serious. I'm lost. Do you know the way to town? <laughs> <laughs> there could definitely be some fun Easter eggs put in there. That's the beauty Hell of a fan yeah. game is you do have you know a little bit more liberty in that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Um. Um, I did have one last question on my on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Just one. Tell me you're going to have following Pokemon. So we've considered it, but probably not because, like I said, these games are a lot more work than I ever imagined. And there's almost 200 new Pokemon already, counting like all the forms. Yeah. And not only would we have to make overworld sprites for every single one of them, but we'd have to make them for basically Gen 8 and a couple of the other generations as well because there's not already following sprites for basically anything past Gen 4. Okay. So That's, that's fair, actually. That's, that's, yeah, that's so we'd really have to fair. literally make overworld sprites for everything from Gen 5 to the 200 okay. plus from this game. So. so hear me out on this one, then. <laughs> have you oh, thought boy. about doing a special... <laughs> Follow Pokemon for your starter specifically if it is on your team. A do a what? Do a uh, follow Pokemon specifically for your starter if it is on your team. Like a Pokemon um, yeah, yellow no, the type starter deal? Pokemon does. There is a part where the starter Pokemon follows you, yes. Okay. Like, and, I, um... I, I know that obviously doing the whole following Pokemon thing with the sprites and like the, like the animations for everything is a lot of work. But it it just I don't know I just I, I'm I'm a sucker for 
uh, for uh, Pokemon following you. I really am. You if anything, no, I am too. I totally get it. Like as a fan, I totally get it. It's a feature I would absolutely love to have, but practically yeah. speaking, with all the work we already have, it's just kind of like not very plausible. Like I would really, really like to have it. I'll never say never. Maybe, maybe in an update or something. You know, it's just um, right now not the main priority for me. But Absolutely. I will say the overworld will have a lot more Pokemon than normal in the environment because, um, you know, you'll be seeing Pokemon chilling out in the different environments more than you're used to in past games like Gen 5 or Gen 4 games. So yeah. there will be more life brought to the locations to make up for that. Okay. An idea that can maybe be employed, this is just like throwing spaghetti at the wall based on something that Pokemon has done before, is maybe just like... <laughs> yes but I'm um, hungry and I'm hungry too I got <laughs> I got food to make after this but um uh, maybe you could do like a I think it's Amity Park or am I thinking of something else like the thing in Gen 4 where like they had like a handful of like the Pokemon that were cute and you could like take them on a walk in a park like maybe do that with some of like your select like cutest coolest Pokemon that you'd want to see walk with Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, something like that could definitely be possible. Um, right now, like I said, the main priority is just, like, finishing the sprites, the tiles, kind of getting all the core parts of the game into the game. And then all, like, extra features will be kind of, like, afterwards, you know what I mean? Implemented afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I do have a couple ideas for, like, mini-games or, like, side quests. Um, there's a new thing um, called Hidden Tombs in the Region. Which is kind of like Gen 3's secret bases meets um, the Dynamax Wells. So basically you find these hidden tombs that you can then go and explore. They have their own set of puzzles and challenges. And then if you solve the puzzle or challenge, which could be like booby traps or like moving things into certain patterns, whatever. different, It will vary depending on the tomb. You get to challenge a legendary Pokemon, which is the guardian of that tomb, and catch it. And they will also come with a rare item, which will usually be like the Solonk or the Soul Stone, the ones that trigger Pokemon Rebirth. That's cool. So awesome. yeah, so, so yeah. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say this new mechanic is not gonna be as spammable as like Dynamax or Mega Evolution. I want it to feel sacred. So the item, um, it's holding after it triggers its Rebirth Evolution or form disappears. So you have so to actually go go to the hidden tombs to collect them and save them up for certain occasions. Like you can't just rebirth Pokemon rebirth every battle. That's cool. I like that. So that will be more incentive for people to actually explore the um hidden tombs outside of just getting the legendary Pokemon. Mm-hmm. That that's awesome. I I like I like that because you're. You're um you're you're t- you're taking a really cool mechanic and you're making it so like look, you're gonna enjoy it yeah but you you are gonna enjoy it when you finally find the opportunity to use it not just spam it wherever you want. Exactly. Think of the first time you ever did Mega Evolution, like how amazing it felt. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, you're you're capturing that same that same uh, energy. So yeah, not speak, only but... that, like, the mechanic's kind of broken otherwise. Like, you're literally getting a free instant max revive 
with basically a mega evolution. So if you could literally just, you know, reuse that item and do it, you know, whenever you want it, it would be kind of like it's basically a seventh Pokemon. Right. With, you know, super no, high good. stats. So I right. wanted no, to keep it's it good balanced that you're putting, as well. Right. It's good that you're putting caps on it so you can't spam it. Yeah. And just like Mega or Dynamax, you can only rebirth once per battle. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a form or an evolution. So um it will it will change the mechanics. I mean it's a it's different enough from Mega or Dynamax because you get that resurrection that it will change the game and how you mm-hmm. play it. Yeah. Right. So I guess my uh, my uh last question I want to ask about this mechanic specifically, um, how you have to get the Pokemon to faint. Are you going to introduce like new moves that purposefully causes the Pokemon to faint? So it's you funny can you say that trigger because, the evolution. Yeah, um, it's funny because I'm posting a legendary um soon that actually does have an ability that does that. Oh, that's cool. And it, um, it's funny because its ability—I mean, not an ability—it has a move. Its signature move is kind of like a self-destruct, essentially. And its signature ability is a built-in Pokemon Rebirth. So it's a legendary. It's one of the mythicals, and it can use oh. Pokemon Rebirth without having to hold a um, Solonk. Oh, that's awesome! And then its signature move, like basically, makes it faint while doing massive damage to activate its um, Rebirth form. That's amazing. Wait, so can yeah, we play that's this now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely cannot play this right now. As much as we know that we both want to, yeah, I don't. Think I feel that. Work. Trust me, there is nobody in the world who wants to play this game more than me. I get the question literally like thirty times a day. When's this coming out? Is this coming out? Like, release it now. And I'm like, dude, I wish. You know, I remember when I first messaged you and like, hey, tell me, like, are you making this a game? Is this is this something? Or like, you need to make this a game. And then like when you said, yeah, well, it's in the process of being done. I'm, I. Literally sitting down after reading that message back, I was like, oh my god! I was so excited. Oh yeah, it's super exciting. Made me so happy. Because, like, to actually be able to explore this region with my characters and my Pokemon I've created is going to be so surreal. I mean, mean, there's a lot of people excited for it, but me especially, it's just going to be, you know... (laughs) I don't. I want to phrase this correctly because I know some of my followers are watching, and I, they're all of different ages. But it's gonna um, be out of this world. Let's put it that way. It's a good I was way about to, put to it. use the O word. What? There's an O word. What is the this? This is a mature podcast, so the O whatever the O word is, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure you. Can say <laughs> okay, it. fair enough. I was gonna say it would be orgasmic. Oh, okay, good. The yes, oh, very orgasmic. That's, fair. That's fair. I, like when That's I'm on my Discord, I always got to remember. Like I have, you know, followers from like what twelve to forty. Actually, I can look at my demographics. My main demographic is eighteen through thirty-five. Yeah, this Fine. podcast is Mark Mature. So if the kids listen, that's their choice. They know they. Ain't so yeah, to most of here. my followers are adults, but I always got to remember. Like, hey, I've got kids in here too, so. No, that's especially okay, because. <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, you're still a baby. I'm 19. Don't let them trick you, Michael. 
Here, baby. Okay, you're overage. You're fine. So, no, yeah. <laughs> no, this this game is fantastic. Uh, if we've nabbed uh, our fellow Pixels listeners, go check out his Instagram. Please do. Do you want to uh, tag your uh, game's Instagram so people can go look it up? Yeah, sure. Um, at Luica Region, or you can look up Mikeymon, which is um, basically my name, Michael, plus Pokemon slash my fake mon, whatever you okay. want to say. So you can find it looking up either of those. M-Y-K-E-M-O-N or at L-E-W-E-K-A R-E-G-I-O-N. Yes. So please, please go give him a follow. Um, I will also be posting all the, the links for his stuff in the episode description as well. So I guess that cuts it for the topic. We're going to jump into the bullshit from here. We'll sure, real fast, sec. I wanted to share oh, yes, one thing with you it. guys. Hold on. Please do. I'm going to give you one spoiler that nobody else has even seen. <gasps> oh, Ooh, shit, exclusive. Let's go. And it's funny because my um, I've posted my Pokedex on my Discord like basically a year ago. So literally everything has been cemented in the decks. Mm-hmm. Everyone's known what's coming, at least by name or type. So all I ask is that you can't say what you're looking at and really spoil it, okay? Just for anyone watching. I won't say anything about it other than just my reaction, like holy, like whatever it is. Yes, spoiler, you you have you have our word. Pokemon. <laughs> I won't give okay. anything about it away because this is gonna be a surprise. Okay, if you okay. want to post it in podcast record, uh, you need that special role in order to get into that chat. He's been posting in there all day. He has it. Yeah, I know, but I'm letting him know that it's secure, that not everybody oh, can just you. hop into the channel. He's mine forever. No one say anything. You. No one give anything away. Nothing. But Michael, you have outdone yourself. Uh, <laughs> this is certainly orgasmic. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited I, for that. I I I can't I I I'm no I I whoo holy yeah, shit. so that's gonna be a very pleasant surprise, I hope. Oh one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I oh my I'm god. Not, I am not doing anything to give oh my god. Alright, we're <laughs> holy good. Shit. I, I'm, I just okay, guys, okay. we're gonna we're gonna cut into the bullshit. We'll be right back. What's up, guys? Do you enjoy podcasts like us? Have you ever wanted to start one of your own? Are you too scared to start one? Well, to be honest, we were scared in the very beginning before we started Pixels. But luckily, we found Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. They're a dedicated team driven to help your podcast succeed. Their website is very simple to use and gives you stats on your show. It's amazing. They put your podcast on all the different podcast players like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Exactly. And we love Buzzsprout so much, we recently became a affiliate. Start your own podcast using our special link, which will be in the show description. Today, and after upgrading to any service plan, you will be able to receive a $20 Amazon gift card. 
Join us, us Pixels, and over 100,000 other users using Buzzsprout today. Buzzsprout, easiest way to podcast. And now we will return you to your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome back to the bullshit segment of the show, you guys. Bullshit away. I got to find a new topic because I did promise the sad one this week, but I don't want to bring so in the good. sad one with the guest here. <laughs> oh, that's wow. Can I just can I just say, like, hands down, like, I don't think I've I, I, I have never been as excited for like in, like a, like an actual Pokemon game coming from like Game Freak uh, from like Pokemon Company as I am as excited about this right here. Not even just I my my mind, my brain, my heart, my body is just waiting for that moment that I can take my first step on this adventure for this game. I am oh 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 I was gonna ask you, are you making controller support for the fan game? Um we haven't really got that far yet to be honest. It's definitely something to consider. I am gonna, essentials I'm gonna, have controller support I'm gonna built give in. you a uh, I'm gonna give you a really huge uh, suggestion and this is something that I've noticed out of all the fan games that I played mm-hmm. controller support is you have to jump through a lot of hoops to do it um, oh, yeah I would I would allow some form of controller support uh, like any any like controllers that can connect to like someone's PC. I, I highly recommend giving them controller support outside of just using the keyboard. Because Yeah, no, I, I I've played a little bit of Xenoverse. I didn't get to get far because um I have a Mac. So That's fair. <laughs> I've only like got to the first gym, but I will say like the keyboard is kind of like frustrating. It's 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 not great. But literally it you you will turn the tables. By having full controller support, I, if you can manage it, I suggest doing it. Well, it's definitely if worth looking into. It's if if you can't do it, I'm I'm fine. I'm still gonna play the crap out of this game. 100%. I don't care. Like I I whoo, I'll put more time into this, and I have Pokemon Shield. <laughs> Is there anything That's else fine. you guys would really like to see from a fan game or? I guess this game in particular. Um, honestly, like you've done such a really good job of like portraying everything that you want this game to come out to be, uh, what it's representing, um, the culture that is behind this game itself. Honestly, asking for a lot of things at this point is really like pipe dream stuff that is kind of unrealistic. Like my follow Pokemon aspect. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of not a thing that's going to be. Just like a here, slap this in there. We're good. So, but yeah, I mean, you've... it never hurts to ask. You know, like when you're making a that's game fair. like this, you no know, feedback is essential. You know, that's that's true. I, I guess like, like sure, not all of it's going to be possible, but doesn't mean I don't want to hear it and take it into consideration yeah. and do the best I can or see what yeah. I can do. You know, so I, I not... think my biggest concern is like asking for too much and then. So eventually just being like, all right, yeah, well, okay, so talking to you, I'm just going to get a lot of 
a lot of you should do this you should do that you should do this and i'd never want that to come from me especially with something that i'm so excited for coming out that's man yeah i get that honestly i don't mind that stuff as long as like they're familiar with the page i only mind comments like that when it's like but i've already done this like you know like if you looked at my page you see that this has already been done like so why are you asking for it no because you didn't do it right the first time i want it again that's basically what they're going to come back with pretty much or they're not satisfied with whatever you've done and people well lots of the times they just haven't seen it like i've had people been like a new elephant pokemon or new giraffe pokemon i'm like my starters are an elephant and a giraffe (laughs) and they're like oh i didn't notice that i didn't scroll back that far enough blah 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 but giraffe no you're not (laughs) so i mean you i i do know everyone can't see everything all the time i don't expect them to you know, so people Michael, have lives outside of this project and my posting, so. Yeah. So, uh, not to go too far back into the topic, we've already moved into the bullshit, but I did just think of one question I wanted to ask. If you were willing to go into any sort of detail, what kind of mini games do you have planned? Um, well, most of well, them are the gym challenges and the hidden tombs I mentioned already. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there'll be a Rotom Robert- slot machine in the casino. Hell yeah. Gambling. Let's go. Are you gonna but put that's just va- about it. Are you gonna put valuable TMs that you can get nowhere else in your in your in your gambling center? Because that's oh, uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Great. Also, <laughs> all right. One of no, the I most think- important uh questions to ask. What console is going to be in the player's bedroom when you start the game? Oh yeah, the fucking oh. well, obviously switch. No, nah, you gotta That's misdirect him, dude. Put like a put like an Xbox in there. <laughs> 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 uh, it would that be a PlayStation what? from me, not an Xbox. That's fair. Yeah. No, um, it's just a I PlayStation think... Five, and when you cl- click on it, it's like I was so lucky well, to get my hands cool on one of these. Nobody's gonna get that. Yeah. <laughs> I think a Switch is a good is a right choice for the uh, console that's gonna be in the bedroom. Well, like I said, I just want everything to feel as legit as possible, so I want to go with the more recent console. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. But no, honestly, Michael, you you and your team have done such a phenomenal job. Like, keep up all the good work that you guys have been doing on it. Seriously, I I if you don't get, like, best Pokemon fan game of the year, I'm going to be super pissed. <laughs> I yeah. didn't even know that was. They don't make that a category over. just for you to get it. Yeah, I, I was about to say is that that a thing? category because, like, where I enjoy Xenoverse, just looking at this game that you're that you and your team are working on. No, you this game right here. This this well, gets me in the field. Elite Four, the creators of Xenoverse are my friends, so it's not a competition. Whoa. I will say that. Um, oh no, I'm not trying to compete with any other fan games. I'm just kind of trying to do my own thing and. Hopefully yeah. people like it. That's All right. Fun. People can play Order and Chaos and still enjoy Xenoverse. I hope they do, you know? Oh, how are you splitting the versions up? Is it just gonna be like a separate download for each or is it going to be like one main window and you pick one and you play? And is there like it's a basically, you know, we're copying and pasting the file and then making the changes in the different <laughs> okay. files and you select are which you, one. Are you no. allowing like trading between the two in some form or fashion so there is no online features because um 
we can't make any kind of profit off the games, and usually that has to be monetized somehow. Okay, so gotcha. um, there is a Rotom Trader. There's a new trading feature in the game called the Rotom Trader. I wanted to do so you can trade with NPCs and still get Pokemon from the other version exclusive. That's that awesome. is that is so fucking smart. Yeah. So like, let's mm. say um, you have the version exclusive Vest Shark in your order. But you want the version exclusive Crackhurst from Chaos, you go to mm-hmm. the Rotom Trader, which is in every PC. You they'll have multiple trading options. There is um Wonder Trade, so you can get a random Pokemon. There is um the trade where you get the um version exclusive special trade. So you can get all the other version exclusives, but for okay. special trade, you have to trade a specific Pokemon. And you have to trade your version exclusive for that version exclusive. Okay. There's all also right. global trade, so you can get regionals for all the Pokemon. So let's say you want Cantoni and Meowth, you can trade Lewekin or Luik and Meowth for that Meowth and get it. Um, and there's a loan trade, basically. So if you want to get the version exclusive from Chaos in your order, but you don't want to give up your, let's say, Legendary... You just want to get that Pokemon in your decks. It's just a quick trade. You trade yours for that one's exclusive, and then you instantly trade back. But it's in your decks. That's, That's so cool. Awesome. So yeah, you'll be able to complete the Pokedex um, in both versions. All right. That's, That's legit. Are your shiny right. rate boss? We're still in the or topic, what? pretty much. The, I think the shiny, the shiny rates. Like how? Like are they like standard shiny rates, like sword and shield, or they're going to be like a little? It's going to be better. the same shiny rates. Like I said, I'm trying to stick as true to the games as possible. Okay, all right. Yeah, so the same shiny go, but... rates. But there is a new item called the Pride Ball, which is like a master ball for shinies. Ooh, and nope. it's a rare item. It's not like an item you can just find or buy at Pokemon centers. It's like a Battle Tower Award item. Okay. And um, okay. it's it actually caused quite some controversy when I posted it on Instagram. Got a lot of um, because the name Pride Ball and it's like rainbow colored because take pride in your shiny Pokemon or they're various mm-hmm. different bright colors. You know, you got some homophobic people who kind of jumped into the comments and what? did not like that induendo. Or reference Listen, I, I'm down for the gay Pokeball, okay? I'm fully <laughs> yeah. in support. Pride like, keep, Pokeball. Keep politics out of Pokemon, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it doesn't catch a gay Pokemon. It catches a shiny Pokemon, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Pokemon sexuality. Can you read? <laughs> Somebody was yeah. like, um, gay is a sin or gay is a mental disorder. And... I'm thinking you're the one who's obviously not reading, so... What if somebody did that? It's just like a random stat value that's assigned to each wild Pokemon, whether they're gay or straight. And, then, and, the, and the pride ball catches... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's that's not. I'm not trying to make Pokemon gay. It's not my goal, I promise. <laughs> but, um, that should be every... everyone's goal. We need to start that hashtag. <laughs> hashtag make Pokemon gay. But, I mean, homosexuality is found in almost every animal species, so... Why wouldn't it be in Pokemon? Whatever. It was just really yeah. crazy because, like, there was a lot of hate and people like were attacking each other. Go check out the comments for that. That is wild that that happened. That a bunch of I won't lie, I had to yeah. read a couple comments because they were really offensive to some people. 
Like I, I, but it's supposed to be a safe place. I don't want anyone to come to my page and feel attacked. Mm-hmm. Or, oh yeah, I totally. You know what I mean? And that, that's so, the same way with this server too. It's a safe place for everybody. Yeah. So like any of those, I, I deleted most of those comments. Unless I kept a couple. You know, as long as they weren't really offensive to anyone, I kept them. Just kind of to go back and laugh at them, to be honest. But yeah, you gotta you gotta have a little bit of that period piece there to go back and look. Yeah, and like, no, mm. I literally put in my story. I told the people like that to literally fuck off. I don't care. Like, I'm not making money off of this. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, you can unfollow me. Like, I don't care if people support that or not. Like, but don't be hateful. You know, don't attack people. Don't you know push your opinions on them or your beliefs on them. Like, it's not that serious. It's literally fake mon. It's a rainbow-colored Pokeball. Like, chill out. So, yeah. it was kind of crazy. But yeah, so, that's an item in the game. Shinies have a presence. Um, there's even going to be a shiny Pokemon, kind of like Red Gyarados, in the game. Awesome. Sweet story. So, yeah, um, shinies are definitely in it. I haven't done all the shinies for them all yet. Because I want to get the main ones done first. And I didn't post most of them on Instagram. Because I wanted to, once again, take Game Freak's approach. And have them all be revealed when the game comes out. Not beforehand. So that way it's something else to look forward to. Mm -hmm. People can actually hunt for the shinies just to see what they look like. True. Uh, I guess, Riley, do you have uh, a bullshit question? lined up to go or yeah i have i have one ready to go um i have a bullshit one too oh okay why don't you go first michael i want to hear it what is everyone eating for dinner because i am hungry oh <laughs> there we go i had uh... i've spent the i've spent the entire weekend eating like turkey legs and like meat i mean you know <laughs> that sounds I've great spent, that sounds I fucking spent the awesome the entire weekend with viking what that do you sounds expect? awesome like, did you eat grill? Like, how are you making them? Um, so the uh, the Ren Fair itself, they were selling turkey legs and stuff. But no, um, my uh, one of my one of my really good friends and basically brother, a uh, Frag uh, Fragnar. He he's a sous chef, and he used to do stuff for like five star uh, five star restaurants and catering. So I'm like, sorry, what did you say his name was? Everywhere, Fragnar. Is that his real name, or is that like a name he made up? That that's that's like his name. It's a cool name. I just I, I've never heard of somebody having that name. That's fine. But that's pretty cool. No, he, I like it. He 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 does like all the cooking for like events and stuff. So, uh, he the guy made some amazing pork with like potatoes. Uh, this morning he made uh bangers and uh eggs and stuff for everybody. Oh, uh, sausages basically. What are bangers? Sausages. Oh, okay. Ever heard of uh, bangers and mash? That's literally sausages, sausage and potatoes. That's an Irish thing. Never heard of bangers and mash, but now I want bangers and mash. Yep. Me too. Yeah. I was so, thinking I sushi. Nothing I have here at home compares to what I ate this weekend. <laughs> I'm limited so. to like what I can dig out of my cabinet because I get paid on Tuesday and I am out of money. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, what's your cabinet? Sour. Uh, we got some we got some pasta and Alfredo sauce. No meat to put in it, unfortunately, but we'll have to we'll have to make do. Sounds pretty good though. Okay. Uh, I had uh, I had raisin canes. I'm probably nice. just gonna have ramen. <laughs> yeah, same. 
That's what I did earlier. Well, I had McDonald's earlier. I've eaten a lot in the last couple of days. I've had a lot of like fast food just because I've been driving. When I'm not at work, when I wasn't working, I was at the hospital, and then I go home and stop and get food on the way home. So like, I'm probably just gonna make ramen, so I don't have to go spend more money because I've spent like thirty dollars on fucking fast food in the last three days. I can relate to that. Although I make some pretty good ramen, I'm like um, Gordon Ramsay. I throw in all the seasonings and do it up. I would, but I mean. Again, nobody's really gone grocery shopping at our house, so it's probably just going to be straight noodles in the pot and just accept it. Still can't go wrong with ramen. No. I like the cupped ones, though. I'm the cupped ramen are good because it has everything already in it. The only thing you really want yeah, to exactly. do is if you want to add, is the, add the egg. Yeah, I don't have to do the pot and boil it and all that crap. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Riley, who, uh, or who, what's your bullshit question? So, I guess we're going to save the 100%. I am promising our listeners right now we will do the sad one that I teased last week, next week. So, I want to do the sad one with the guest here. We don't want to make the vibes low. Uh, but my I question. Mean, I don't care. No, it's fine because we're going we're gonna to keep a theme here. You asked a food question, I have a food question too. Um, what is the best restaurant you've ever been to? Oh Are we excluding fast food, like actual legit sit-in restaurant? I mean, if you think a fast food restaurant is the best restaurant you've ever been to, including sit-in restaurants, then you could say it. <laughs> I, I don't know. If... <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your that's your call. I went to a Korean barbecue place, which was pretty awesome. It was kind of like a mix between a Japanese steakhouse and um, a Brazilian steakhouse because you order, like, three different kinds of meats and, like, two sides, and they throw it all on this iron skillet in front of you, and it's all you can eat. So if you finish everything they give you, you can order three more meats. Oh, my gosh. So it was pretty intense. Whew. Um, I think probably my favorite restaurant that I've ever ate at, I don't remember what the name of it was because, um, it was not in a language I could understand. Um, it was in Michigan and it was this little, it was like this little family owned restaurant and they had the, I don't know if it's pronounced pho or pho, but they served the best of it that I've ever tasted in my life. It was, I love pho or pho, however you pronounce it. However you pronounce it, I've on I've I've heard it both ways, and it's it's slightly irritating that I can't get a consistent answer. Um, but it it was so good. Literally, the family there, uh, they're so nice, and they literally, uh, we were on a trip there for a card tournament, and they let us get like an endless bowl. Like if we finished our stuff, we could get more. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I polished off two bowls in one sitting. And let me tell you, these were two hefty bowls. Like, huge. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. So, shout out to that restaurant, whatever your name is. <laughs> My uh, answer to that question is a, a local place that I ate I ate at, um, it's called Ahi Sushi. It's a 
ramen restaurant, and they they make really good ramen. Dude, oh, I really want to try. I've never had real ramen. I want to try like actual legitimate ramen. Florida, the shit that how... you buy out of a you can package. actually make it yourself. Yeah, that right. I simple. swear, there was there was uh, a, a video of a Dragon Ball themed ramen shop that was in Florida. I swear there was. I don't think it's what in Florida. I think it's, it's on. It's on that. It's on the East Coast, but I don't actually think it's in Florida. I'll, I think I'll find that's it right now. I've heard of it. I saw something. Yeah, about I've it. heard of it, but I really—I don't think it's in Florida. Yeah, it's in Orlando, Florida. It's called it Super Fan. Why didn't we go Super when Stan. we were there? We were in Orlando. <laughs> Maybe at the time it wasn't open. How long ago did it open? I've heard. I've, I thought I've heard about this place for years. Yeah, it's it's in Orlando. Why didn't I think about it? God damn it! <laughs> yeah, why didn't we go? When we were because there? you both are dumbasses. Okay, yeah, you know that's, what? that's <laughs> probably why. That that that's not that, that that wasn't necessary, Val. Am I wrong? No. See? Listen, we you we went to we went to Disney World, we could have went to Super Saiyan. You I went to Super Disney Saiyan World for a fucking hour because you complained about walking. We oh there my for god, are you hour. kidding me? We were there for a couple hours. You paid like 120 bucks to get into that per person to get into that park and you complained the whole damn time. Wow. She Don't act like I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry that my feet hurt. It's not my fucking fault that my body can't handle shit. It's not, it's not <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna, you know what, we're live. I'm not gonna be that mean. But... <laughs> You're not, I mean, we're not live. Gigi can cut out whatever you say. Yeah, you won't bullshit cut it segment. Out. I leave it alone. <laughs> Say it anyway, Val. I want to hear it. I know. I know. I pretty much know what it's going to be. Yeah, your feet can't handle your own body weight. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. It's funny. Damn. Damn. So my answer to the restaurant question <laughs> is uh, <laughs> when I was on is a restaurant somewhere in Florida, nowhere close to me. We were on like a multi-day road trip when we went here, so probably a few hours away from me. There was this place called Havana ha- the, 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 Havana Harry's. Havana Harry's is what the place was called. And I got like some like mushroom cheese chicken thing. And it was like the best thing I had ever consumed in my life. And I really want to go to that place again. I don't even know like where it is, but I wanted to find out and I want to go because it was very good. Nice. Uh, honorable mention to a bar and grill I went to where I had uh, Caribbean jerk wings and they were fucking amazing. That it sounds good. I, yeah, when I was on vacation like a, like uh, about a year ago. It was the same vacation I was on, uh, Odin, when me, me, you, and Asterios did that Pokemon Variety Hour episode that I had oh, to record yeah. in a hotel lobby. It was that <laughs> vacation. Was <laughs> the one I you recorded in a lobby or the one you recorded in a bathtub? No, the, the bathtub one was when I was with Gingy. The hotel lobby one is when I, I went on a vacation with my family and I had to do, make a podcast. Hey, Riley, still. please rephrase that statement. <laughs> I, I had to lay down in the bathtub to record the podcast so I wouldn't be in the same room as Gingy and cause echo. Thank you. I had to go into the what? bathroom and lay in the bathtub. <laughs> why why couldn't you just like go outside or something i think that is what i ended up doing i think i eventually decided the bathtub was not a good place and i went out to Gingy's car if i remember it wasn't right. big enough 
Well, the bathrooms are uh, like hotels yeah, and whatnot are very small and echoey, kind of like actual bathroom sizes and whatnot. I know no, that's they what don't have padding in bathrooms, and you know your own your own self is not going to be able to absorb most of that sound. We did, uh, <laughs> we did, yeah, we did um, largest issue like right before we left. I had Gingy and Odin on our largest issue episode, and I that that one I did in Gingy's car. I know that he was in the room, I was in the car. I guess with all that being said, Mr. Michael, special guest, where can people find you on the internet? Um, well, Instagram is my main base of operations, Leweko Region. Once again, L-E-W-E-K-A-R-E-G-I-O-N, or Mike Amon. And I'm also on Twitter and Discord. And I'm going to be jumping over to YouTube here soon, hopefully. Well, nice. Same. Yeah, I'll be doing a series where I talk about like the inspiration for individual mons or characters, and kind of go in depth to that and the creative process behind certain ones. That's that's good. gonna be good to tune into. I'll watch yeah. every video. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good to kind of hype up the games. Um, in the meantime. All right, yeah. Mister Odin. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at ByOdinsBeard. That is Odin with two N's. I'll never stop saying it, so don't forget it. Okay. Huck, where can people find you? Um, You can find me on Twitter, as same as my Twitch as well. Uh, it should be, at least on Twitter, it should be KillerPup or a Killer underscore Pup. Possibly 19 at the end. And then Twitch would be Killer underscore Pup. Possibly there's some capitalized capitalism. Capital capitalism. <laughs> capitalism <laughs> capitalized letters in the names. I don't remember. I'm not looking at it right now. <laughs> it's not capitalism. I swear. Capitalism. <laughs> it's a great way to butcher that up. Yeah. You did great. You did great. All right. Thank you. Val, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at LoneWolf8012. And you can find me on Twitch at LoneWolf80121 because 8012 was taken. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, it was taken. It was taken by me to an email address that I have no longer have any access to. And it will not let me get access back to that account. That has been my go-to name. Forever, and my, I'm so angry because I can't access that Twitch account. Wow. Right. <laughs> really Riley, where can people find you? On Twitter, at Riley Tweets. On Twitch, twitch.tv slash Riley Streams. On YouTube, as Riley Exclamation Point. Other podcast projects include Pokemon Variety Hour, the redheaded stepchild of this podcast network that nobody cares about but me. You can find that on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. There's also the Riley Podcast Mega Feed, which has shows like Largest Issue in the Galaxy and other shit that I do. You can find that on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. And uh, and the MoCast is a show with me and my friends Mo and Robin. You can find that on anchor.fm slash the-mo-cast. Or on the YouTube channel MoDiggity42. And finally, I have a Let's Play channel with my buddy Andrew. It's called Big Guy Little Guy. And you can go to subscribe to that on YouTube as well. And that's that's all. That's all the things. 
Well, you can follow me on my personal Twitter at Raging Ginger. You can follow the show at PPAF Podcast on Twitter for both of those. Um, you know, it's been a hot minute, so I guess I'll go ahead and plug it. Um, we have a Patreon if you guys are interested. Is oh god, what's the link? See, I haven't I haven't said it in such a long time. I want to say slash PPAF Podcast. I think. I think so. Like maybe PPAF Podcast One. No, that's the T Public. Oh, T Public. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm pretty sure that's shut down now. I'll have to look into that. <laughs> um, yeah, it is uh, patreon.com slash PPAF Podcast. But, you know, like I always say, whenever I bring it up, take care of yourselves first dude, and aren't foremost. You to thank the patrons on the show. You got to thank the patrons, dude. Oh, yes. Thank you to Riley for being a $1. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the only patron. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, wow. if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, or topic suggestions, minus dropping it in the Discord, um, you can email the show directly at pp and f podcast at gmail.com. Um I also forgot to plug my Twitch. You can uh find me at my Twitch at twitch.tv slash PPAFGNG. So I guess Woo! that being said, you guys, this has been the 142nd episode of Pixel Sologons and Fun. The video game podcast where we talk about anything under the video game sun. I've been your host, Jinji. I've been Odin. I've been the sleepy boy and also Riley. <laughs> I've been Michael and also hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Me That's too. Right. Hey, Val. I've been completely out of it and also Val. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and uh, by the way, listeners, you can uh, message me, DM me, I'm all God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, very, very special thanks to to you, Michael, for coming on and talking to us about order and chaos. We look very forward to seeing any sort of updates in the future. Well, thank you for having me. This has been my first interview um, regarding the project, so I was a little nervous, but everyone was really nice and it was a lot of fun, so. Awesome. So, thank you guys very I'm much for tuning in. so happy then. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will catch you next week for episode 143. Fuck Bye-bye. Yeah. Woo! Bye.